Welcome to Job Tales, the podcast where you listen to professional stories and find a job that suits you. Perry is more than just a diving instructor and business owner. At 73 years of age, he is a source of inspiration about life, work, entrepreneurship and courage. Perry, we're in a boat right now. <laughs> and in Rhodes, Greece. And thank you so much. It was really nice to meet you. I would like to ask what you used to do because now you're retired. And um, I would love to know how were your years here on the island working? What did you do? Well, I first came from Canada in 1979. I started a, a boat business. I bought a boat and I started to do excursions with it. But because I had a hobby back in Canada, diving, I always wanted to do uh, something with diving. So I worked with for a few years with a boat as, um, as as excursions along going to Lindos and going to the east coast of the island, basically. And uh, what happened then was uh, I tried to get a license here. And back in those days when I came, that was back in 1979, 78, 79, they had restrictions. The archaeology did not allow any diving. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. They didn't allow any diving because of these archaeological finds. So for uh, a few years, I tried to get uh, a license, which was very difficult. But once I established myself here in Rhodes, after five, six years, I finally got to the Ministry of uh, Tourism, And back then, it was Melina Mercuri. She <laughs> was the uh, the minister. So I went in uh, and had an appointment with, with her and discussed uh, all the possibilities that uh, the advantages of having a diving school in Greece. It would be an advantage uh, putting roads on the map as attracting more tourism, and alternative tourism, which is sports. So, so I talked to... Uh, I had an interview with her for, I think, two or three times I went to her office. And at the end, she uh, gave me permission to to be able to dive in a certain area in 300 square meters. Uh -huh. Were you the first one to do diving? Uh, no, there was an, another person before me, which uh, he, back then, the law didn't exist after the, so he was working for a few years. He retired, so... The problem started after with the archaeology department when the new school was supposed to open. Mm. Anyway, I solved it by getting permission to dive only in uh, in Calithea, in an area which was designated only for diving. So I started there. Okay. Yeah, so I, I started there. So it's 300 square meters. So I... Were leaving. you an instructor already? No, no. You I were wasn't. no instructor? No, okay. it was my hobby. You were, okay. My hobby. But because I, lo I love the sea and boats and diving, I decided to do something which was new in Greece mm -hmm. back then. So the 70s, were, was it the beginning of scuba diving in the world or was it already well established? No, no, it was established in uh, different parts of the world. Mm. It was uh, like in Thailand and uh, Great Barrier Reef in Australia. It was very popular. For diving mm -hmm. in the Red Sea, in Egypt, and so forth. But uh, because of the archaeological finds here, the government decided, that, well, actually not the government, the archaeology department forbid diving because mm -hmm. they were afraid uh, of uh, 
people stealing the artifacts oh, uh, below okay. or destroying the artifacts. But at the end, uh, everything turned out okay. I got a small, small area where I could dive, and Calithea was nice. They had some caves underneath, and they had... It was an interesting place. So you were not an instructor, but in order to bring, you know, customers down in the sea, did you have to have a license back yeah, then? Yeah, of course. Uh, then uh, when I started the, the work, then I, I went and I, I got my instructor's license. Okay. Where did you go? In Athens. In Athens. They, yeah, okay. they, they had diving schools back then, Okay. but it was all very, very restricted. So it wasn't like a popular sport because they wouldn't allow diving. Hmm. So anyway, I went there. I got uh, my uh, my instructor license there, and then I returned and uh, started to work. I bought a boat. It was uh, a fishing boat, a mm -hmm. Danish fishing boat, okay. the first one. So I started with that. My goal was uh, coming to Greece to have a small business. I didn't want to have a, something complicated mm. and big. I just wanted to acquire easy life on the easy island because right? okay. you're so, actually greek but you grew up in canada yeah, is that it exactly and yeah. what were you doing in canada before you school. left yeah, i was still in school are ah, you were still in school yeah. okay okay so you yeah, finished sure. your studies yeah. what, what did you study i did quite a, a few things i studied homeopathic medicine for a while i it wasn't for me i started uh electronic engineering okay uh, too much mathematics wasn't for me <laughs> At the end, I decided to, I liked the ocean, so I decided to become an oceanographer. Mm. So back then, it was only three universities in, uh, in Russia, Hawaii, and Scripps University in uh, Los Angeles that offered oceanography. So I, I applied there. I got accepted in Scripps. And they told me I needed 13 years to finish. Wow. Yeah. 13 years. 13, yeah. So I decided, okay. I couldn't spend 13 years non. So back then it was like a fashion where people would take one year off or two years off and uh, go to and travel a bit. So, and that's what I did. I started uh, traveling a bit. I went to the Caribbean. I went to South America. I went to a few places for, decided to travel for a year. But then the year became two years. <laughs> <laughs> And the two years became three. And next thing I knew, 10 years, I was traveling around the world. Oh, really? Well, yeah. On a boat or just any no, no, kind just, of... Uh... Okay. What were you doing during the three years? How did you sustain yourself? Well, in Jamaica, I was living with the Rastafarians. Okay. So I didn't have to work. <laughs> okay. But uh, after a while, I... Uh... I did many things. Like uh, the first business I ever did was in Jamaica. There was... Uh, some fishermen with canoes. Mm -hmm. So I, I saw the tourists uh, coming to Jamaica and I saw that they didn't have much to do there. So I went to a river where they had some waterfalls there. It was called the Grand River. And I went and I, uh, I, I got the fishermen together. So I went to the hotels. I started with a few tourists and, and we went up the river I was doing an excursion before you oh. knew it. After I spent two years there. Okay. So after a few months, more fishermen wanted to come in, in the evening because they were doing nothing to make extra money. So from 10 people, 20 people, 50 people, and it was a thriving business. No way. <laughs> so excursions Maybe. with fishermen. Yeah. Canoes. canoes. They had dug out canoes. From, dug out uh, canoes. Okay. Yeah. And we put some... Um, torches along the side of the 
the riverbank and we'd, we'd go up there and at the very top we got a local band to play and we did some limbo dancing and we had some okay some drinks and some food barbecue and it turned out to be successful very successful oh, fantastic. very successful that was in the 70s was yeah, it 70 it was uh, 74. 74. Yeah, okay. when 75. I was born. <laughs> and then from there, you came to Greece? No, I kept on traveling. Okay. I went to South America. I went around half the world, actually, oh. traveling and just uh, learning about the different cultures. I was uh, always looking for, um, because I was interested in parapsychology. In, parapsychology. Uh, parapsychology and anything to do with like in villages where they had the shamans uh, performing uh, different rituals to heal people. And and I, I was always interested in that and, and traveling and looking and experiencing Learning. the different cultures. Yeah. Mm. So I did that quite a few years and then decided to come back to... Was there uh, a trigger that made you decide? What, to, to, to come, come back? To come back, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just uh, had enough, I think, I, of traveling, and I okay. wanted to experience something else. Okay. So I went back to Canada, and that's when I did my, I started to do homeopathic medicine because I was interested in natural natural uh, medicine. But uh, after traveling so so much, and I couldn't sit at a desk, it was impossible for me just to sit in one place. Mm-hmm. So I decided, okay, that. I'll leave, and I went to Europe. Okay. And, and I went to Europe, and I uh, actually I went to Holland, in Amsterdam, and uh, I had a girlfriend back then, so we bought a car and we drove all the way through Europe, down to through Turkey, down through Syria, and to Egypt. We went to visit the pyramids. Okay. I was, uh, and then on the way back, I decided to stay in Holland, and my girlfriend decided to go back. So. Uh, on my travel, I met some people, and I, I did another business with cars, used cars. So I was uh, transporting cars to Syria. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Nothing to so, do with boating or no, scuba diving. No. Okay, you were transporting cars to Syria. Yeah, to Syria. Okay. So I started off with one, two cars, and then they wanted more and more. Mm-hmm. Then I uh, would rent a big truck. I would put uh, eight, nine cars in the truck. and uh, You would down. drive yourself? At the beginning, I was driving myself, but then I had a friend in Munich. He was studying medicine, so I went to the university and I put up ads for drivers. I would pay for their expenses and also for their hotel and and their plane ticket back. But I couldn't afford to to pay a salary or anything, so it was just for the experience of drive. And I had many many people yeah. wanting to drive, so. I would have convoys of four, five cars, six cars driving to Syria. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. You seem to have a very, mm-hmm. you know, like a big talent for entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. uh, creating, creating business. Yeah, well, yes, yes. Um, well, I had to in a way because I was traveling. I had to make money also, mm-hmm. so I had to find it was a ways necessity to make money and, and a virtue. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fast tracking now to roads and to the scuba diving. How did you start? You said you you did buy a boat first. Yeah, I uh, I bought a, a boat in uh, in Denmark and I started taking bringing it down through the Mediterranean. And once we arrived here, here I actually I went to Crete. I started. I wanted to do something in Crete, 
but the weather wasn't so good and the open sea it was always rough there yeah so i came to Rhodes. okay so my my option was to go to australia to the great barrier reef to okay. start there a boat business with diving but coming to greece and to Rhodes, i decided okay i'll stay here <laughs> stay here and i started here you started here yeah. and how did you start what was your first what were your first uh operations uh, well with a boat uh, the boat i did excursions to like i first said in excursions the, in, in the beginning we went to lindos uh, mm -hmm. back and forth the boat only had uh, passengers of uh, i think it was 49 people only 49 so yeah. i was doing that okay and then once you got the license to yeah to after dive, once i got the license to dive i started the diving started of course diving. you know okay so we started the diving uh, from 20 people, we went to 50 people, to 60 people. Uh, mm. Next thing you know, we're over 100 people diving. But, you know, I, yeah. I can think that it's mm -hmm. very, it must be costly to actually start the business because there's a lot of equipment, there's a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, you need to also provide uh, wetsuits and, uh, exactly. and bottles. Yeah. and It's the initial cost of buying everything. Yeah. But then, How did you provide mm -hmm. for that? Initial well, cost. Did I you was working uh, for two years with the boat going to Lindos. So you did some savings. So I, I there? saved the money there. Okay. And, and then I bought the equipment. Okay. No. Uh, yeah. So 100 I met, people. Yeah. I was. Uh, yeah, it was uh, reach up to 100. Then I had to buy another boat and then hire more people. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know. You make the, it sound so uh, easy. <laughs> well, it's it's time. It's uh, it's not that everything didn't happen overnight. Right. You know, everything happened from season to season yeah back then it was the demand for scuba diving yeah I mean, it was the, yeah it was, I was the, the only booming. one i was the only one here okay yeah. so can you say that it was successful your business yeah very successful very successful, very successful. okay because uh we reached to a point where we had so many people then i had to hire uh, five people then 10 people and at the end, I, uh, I went to Turkey and I built a boat, 28-meter boat, that held 270 people. Oh, wow. And then I hired, and then back then we had 35 instructors working. Oh, wow. A it lot. was the biggest diving it's school an in Europe. Yeah. Actually. Oh, is it? Yeah. Really? It turned out to be, The yes. biggest diving school yeah, in Europe. in Europe, because we were diving uh, every day to 200 people. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. And how about competition? Did it come later on? Yeah, after, yes. As soon as they, it's always competition comes, you know, once they see that, that it's, something is it working. Works. Yeah, okay. And then you had, so it was the, my company was called Dive Med. Uh-huh. So this, uh, from Corfu, a Scottish and Dutch guy and a Greek guy, they, they were partners there with a diving school called Waterhoppers. Mm. So they came across and uh, they opened here. Uh, diving center but competition is good but what they did it was wasn't very nice they came and they they offered 45 percent to the agencies oh where i used to only give eight uh seven percent eight percent oh wow yeah so well, that's a big jump yeah so they came and they in, mm. in a way they destroyed they the, the business you know mm. the only way to survive then for me I, that's why i went to turkey and i built this uh, bigger boat Mm, okay. And I, I brought it across, and then we were taking 200 people, plus another 50, 60, 70 passengers. You know, the capacity was 270. That's uh, scuba diving or something else? Scuba diving. Scuba diving. Yeah, only scuba diving. Okay. Yeah. So, about the business itself, we had uh, an intra diving introduction, 
we had um, experience diving and we had a, a section for uh, people taking diplomas. Mm-hmm. So this was a school. Like Paddy? Yeah, we had, like... I, I, I had Paddy, I had uh, Nawi, I had SSI, European. SSI, is it a SSI? Uh, hmm? Was it called SSI, the one? SSI, SSI. Or, yeah. I, I'm an instructor in SSI. Yeah. In, uh, in a German also company. I mean, we had all, all sorts of... Uh, mm. um, Certifications. You could give the certificates from different yeah, from uh, different because we had uh, roles as international. Mm. So we had to. Yeah. We had to have... And the instructors uh, had to be all with different languages. So mm. we hired people French-speaking, German-speaking, Swedish-speaking, Incredible. English, yeah. and so forth. What do you think were the hardest uh, parts of your business? Where did you find it hard and difficult? Uh, fighting for the license. Yeah. Uh, and then when the competition came, trying to do something better. Do like That's why I went and bought the boat and I tried to offer a better service. Hmm? What did you find was easy? I, I don't know. For me, I, I never I never think of something being hard or easy. I just put um, in my mind what I want to do. And uh, that's uh, something which I learned uh, through my travels, like um, if you really want to do something, we are basically creators. We have the the capability of creating something. So, As human beings, right? Just like the Bible says, we are the image of God. God is a creator. So we're, we also have this um, ability to to create. So... The whole idea in my way of doing a business is to to put in the mind exactly what I want. Mm. I, I never used to write things down, but now getting older, I do write <laughs> things down. <laughs> but I put clearly in my mind exactly step by step what I have to do. I visualize it, that it's already done. It's finished. It's, it's not, there's not going to be any hindrance or anything. And the whole idea is to focus on that idea and not to let any other side uh, energies coming in and pulling you uh, left and right so yeah. the whole idea is to go forward and to uh, to achieve your the goal so yeah. all the businesses that you've done in the mm. past you know from jamaica and holland and greece um do you know what happened to them like are they still thriving businesses yeah well in jamaica i went back that what i started there is, is a whole thriving business Okay. It's uh, huge. It's huge there. Uh, yeah. And what yeah. about the diving yeah. in, in Greece? Does it still exist, the diving Of course. Uh, now it's uh, free. You can dive where you want. No, I mean your business. No. I, I, well, my business uh, it sort of faded away. It closed. It closed down because, uh, yeah, I, I got ill because I, I went through this, uh, illness. And then also for the age, I decided to stop uh, and to to retire in a way. So, uh, I don't know, it just faded away. My brother passed away, so mm. he couldn't continue the business. Mm. I had a nephew, which I, I when he was young, uh, he would go diving with me. I mean, he was so small, I would take the scuba tank in one hand and take him under my other hand with a regulator and we'd go diving, you know? So he became instructor. Oh, after, nice. Yeah. So uh, the competitor now, actually, the competitor, he's um, uh, a shareholder. 
Oh, okay. And my other competitors. So he continued. So for the idea to close down the school, I made a deal that my competitor, my competitor would take my uh, nephew and my business, everything that uh, he would take over. So my uh, my boat, I, I used it for uh, other things. And at the end, I sold it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much do you think that your travels have influenced your life and your business decisions? Well, I wouldn't uh, change it. I wouldn't change it at all because if you go to school, like uh, it's like a programming there. It's, uh, they, they, they teach you a certain way. They don't teach you how to be a, a business person or they teach you more how to, to be part of society and to work in the society uh, and be part of it, not to be separate for the masses, you know. So my, my experience was uh, with uh, traveling and meeting so many people and uh, talking with, uh, with uh, very interesting people. It just opened my mind in a different uh, perspective, completely different. And I learned, uh, because through spirituality, I learned that we have a power within us, that we are creators, like I said before. And and the whole idea was uh, anything that I did in my life, uh, that's what I would do. I would, I would uh, uh, form a mold, for example. When you think of something and you and you have a clear picture of what you want to do, then in the ethers, there's a mold being produced mm-hmm. automatically. So the law of, um, of, of nature is that the creative force flows into that mold uh, automatically. It cannot do otherwise. So it depends on the person how strong he is, how focused he is, and how the inner uh, power he has to keep that mold there and strong enough and attractive enough for this energy to flow in. And then all of a sudden, as you go along, all of a sudden things fall into place. Is there something that you would have done differently in hindsight, looking back? No, I I never regret anything. I, I look always forward. Whatever experiences I had, I use them as an experience and to better myself and to go forward. So I, uh, I never look at back at something. Uh, actually, all negativity and all the difficulties and everything that I went through, I think of them as, um, as a stumbling block, but at, then at the same time, uh, use it as a lesson and then g- gain strength mm-hmm. from that and then move on to something else. Yeah. Yeah. Never disappointed. Thank you, Perry, for this inspiring conversation. Keep listening to my podcast. All comments are welcome. You find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Just type Job Tales, T-A-L-E-S. Bye for now.